I mean, I think it's really just coming to like, what are you interested in? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not speaking from like personal experiences, then it's not going to feel real and you're not going to be excited to work on it. You're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. Creative Pep Talk helps you build a thriving creative career. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza! You can find me at Andy J. Pizza on Instagram uh, to keep up with my work in Creative Pep Talk. Let's jump into this bad baby. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it, got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're gonna be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was gonna tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, antijpizza.com if you wanna see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you, where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. Today on the show, we have Mary-Kate McDevitt. Mary-Kate McDevitt is an illustrator and letterer who makes gorgeous work and also just a super awesome person. Uh, I've had the pleasure of collaborating with her for, you know, on some odds and ends. She was featured on, I think, our Big 50 episode. She contributed a piece to the Creative Pep Talk book. She's basically family by now, so I'm thrilled to finally have her on a full episode. I had a great time. I was in Philly. I met up in her new studio, and we just chatted about uh, how to market yourself when things uh, have changed so much and it's not really obvious how to do so, Uh, what makes a great personal project. She's done many fantastic, successful uh, personal projects that have helped shape her career and uh, we just had a a good time Uh, you're gonna love this interview go check out Mary Kate McDevitt on Instagram at Mary Kate McDevitt you can find her uh, on 
MaryKateMcDevitt.com. And also, she has a new, she showed me her new book. Uh, it's called Every Day is Epic. It's a gorgeous journal, like fully illustrated, super beautiful, really funny. Uh, it's a new book out now. Go to Amazon and search Mary Kate McDevitt or uh, Every Day is Epic, and I will put a link to that book in the show notes. There is so much wisdom and so much goodness in this episode. I know you are going to just eat it up. And if you don't know her work already, I highly suggest go finding it. Um, There's so many good ideas and, and so much personality packed into everything that she does. I uh, have loved following her work for the past couple years, so go check it out. Without further ado, here is Mary Kay McDevitt. Is there anything in your work day, work process that if other people were watching you, they would think was weird? Like, for instance, when I'm trying to get going, sometimes I can't crack something, so I take a bath. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> weird I mean, hacks that work yeah. for me. Do you have any of those? Uh, probably, I don't think anything that would seem super weird to people. Nothing in the middle of my day that seems like <laughs> like, like I break a out a bath and just bring it into the studio <laughs> right in front of my yeah. studio mate. Um, the things that get me going are more just like drawing. Yeah. So it probably looks pretty normal. Not even like go get a donut or you don't have any weird thing? Oh my God, I don't know. Uh, I was like, what's weird about like getting... <laughs> Do I have any secret tricks? I, I mean, there's a bunch of weird things I do in my day-to-day, like sing to my cat. Yeah. That helps me get going. <laughs> um, like I what did break... What kind of songs? Uh, let's see. I think there was a... It's usually like a, some sort of radio song. I think it was like... Smash Mouth that I was singing, <laughs> like, Peppy, got a fluffy toes, she's a cutie muse, my little Peppy muse. This is yeah. good, I love it. Was it. Something That's like so that. Good. Like, I did break out into song. Um, is that the one you break day. out on a regular basis? You, I felt like you knew that one. Is that it's like a regular? Like, it really, I mean, I really do sing about my cat quite a lot. So I guess, <laughs> I, I like mean, it. this is pretty weird, but like, uh, the other day, People were just strolling by. It was a really beautiful day out. We're on a, we have a studio that's on like street level. So now we can yeah. like people watch. Yeah. And um, people were walking by and uh, God, what was the song I broke out into? But I just started singing, but I replaced all the lyrics about my cat. Nice. And my studio mate, Melissa was like, what? And I was like, have I never <laughs> sung to you? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I always like that you know, relationship building where mm-hmm. you're slowly letting your full self oh, yeah. out there. Yeah. The like, it's part oh. of it. And <laughs> yeah. I always feel like uh, you have to do it accidentally where you're like, oh, I forgot I never did the singing. Oh yeah. You can't yeah. introduce it. I mean, this is why yeah. this question seems so crazy because it's like the weird <laughs> things I do. Yeah. I'm not just like, this is the dirt. Okay. Here it is. Step yeah. one. This is my <laughs> step to weirdness to yeah. my day. Sing I feel like everybody has, you know, things you do throughout a week. Yeah. Which are, okay. help you get into the rhythm. Like, if you're getting into like the Wednesday funk, I, I swing on my uh, kids' swing set a lot, but I work from home, so that's why I take baths and yeah. do swing sets. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, got it. everything seems so normal. Like, I walk my dog. <laughs> Great. Yeah. The so. singing was good. 
<laughs> singing, okay. Oh. Singing was, was a little strange, and that's something I don't usually do in front of people besides Fred and my cat. But now it's out there. And now it's out there. Yes. Hope that's you guys awesome. enjoyed that rendition <laughs> of whatever that song was. That's some fresh content. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. Uh, I tell illustrators all the time that if they want to control their creative destiny, that they should learn to be amateur journalists where they can write their own articles, mm -hmm. kind of like an actor would write their own script so that they're not waiting for somebody to give them all the pieces to make their totally. stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for you, one of the things I love about your work um, and your lettering especially is that you seem to have worked really hard to develop copywriting skills yeah. um, and really capture ideas. Uh, do you, has copywriting become a bigger part of what you do throughout the years? Totally. I mean, that's really how my whole career in illustration lettering started. Yeah. Um, was kind of making these, what I called mini goals chalkboards. Yeah. And they had, you know, little dumb handwritten motivational phrases that I hand painted on the chalkboards and sold. And, um... It was really, it, more, it didn't come from, like, I'm a terrible writer, generally. Right. yeah. Not a good, like, that's why it's, like, I work best in, like, one sentence kind of writing, mm -hmm. where it's just, like, stream of conscious kind of thing, where it's, like, when I'm starting a project, what do I say to myself? Surely yeah. someone else would like to hear that starting a project as well. Yeah. Did you feel like, did you think you were doing copywriting? No. No, it, it hadn't no, really no, probably no. crossed your yeah, mind. Yeah, it was just like I'm writing like my, the things I think to myself before starting a project. Like yesterday I was supposed to do this, yeah. but hey, carpe diem. <laughs> and uh, I mean, yeah. after tea I will blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Much better. I mean, dumb, <laughs> yeah. dumb, dumb, dumb stuff. But I mean, it's stuff that always made me feel good. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, Turns out people kind of like this stuff. Yeah. I also like how I feel like within your writing and lettering and your pieces, there's always uh, kind of a clear idea. I'm always trying to communicate. I feel like when I was first starting out, my teachers would say, your work needs an idea. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is like drawing a duck an idea? <laughs> like, what is an idea? Like, um, but I feel like as I've gone further, I kind of recognize uh, that an idea has some like depth of truth. Mm -hmm. and there's something, it's like, it's more tangible than just drawing a duck or whatever. Um, and I wonder how do your ideas come for, for your personal work, um, for the lettering you do? Is it like sit down in a sketchbook and it's like idea time or do you catch them throughout your regular life? Like, what? It's, how does that work? Yeah, it's definitely something that's more like things that kind of happen that I see and I'm like, hmm. So it's more like what your teacher was saying about something that needs to be an idea. I yeah. would probably say something that kind of needs to be more of a story. Mm. So it's something like that there's some, like, whether it's like a shoe and a duck yeah. illustration. Right. Like how it's drawn, whether or not there's any copy in it at all. But if it is kind of telling like a story for like I'm getting the joke of it, or like if there's a punchline there, not like necessarily like the duck is wearing a shoe, but like, I don't know, it just needs yeah. to tell me a story somehow, mm. I think. Yeah. Um, and like the idea of like coming up with 
copywriting and stuff that meant works with images, illustrations and stuff. That's something I did a lot on um, the 100 day project I did. It's a couple summers ago, uh, 100 days of people and pets. Yeah. And it was really like pairing stories with illustrations um, to kind of get a little bit better about succinct copywriting. Mm -hmm. uh, basically like eight words or less. Yeah. And illustrations that, you know, could kind of fit it. What is a tip that you would give somebody if they're looking to generate ideas? Like what's something that helps you? I mean, I think it's really just coming to like, what are you interested in? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not speaking from like personal experiences, then it's not gonna feel real and you're not gonna be excited to work on it. So for me, and I guess it was, um, I, I mean, I like my cat, I like having animals. I We had been wanting to get a dog at that time. Yeah. We got a dog the next summer, mm. but uh, I really like uh, animals and all the things that, you know, imagining what having all these animals would be like. And like another thing I always pull from like ice cream. I can, yeah. I feel like every I, I realize that now, yeah, yeah that you do a lot of ice cream, yeah. That I really <laughs> like ice cream, it's, I rarely eat it because it's dangerous to it's have real. in the house. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like if you're, if you're pulling from inspiration in your real life, then you're gonna have more genuine ideas. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, it's kind of like that writing what you know. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where you're pulling things from your everyday experience, and uh, I, I feel like you are clear. Like one of the things that uh, I do for the podcast that helps me is when I'm thinking of an episode. There's, it's always around one idea, mm -hmm. and it's always about an idea that is like lighting me up. I'm yeah. like, yes, oh, I love this. Mm -hmm. And that's how I know that I've got it, is if it's like tickling my fancy, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, let's talk about how you get work, how you, you know, I get a lot of questions about how do you get clients, how do you mm -hmm. increase the amount of clients you get, how do you market yourself, all that. And I actually think that we're in a kind of a bizarre time, like, you know, the an it's like post anti-advertising age where oh it's like, yeah. I, you know, so I feel like successfully getting clients, it, it's a real roundabout indirect way of getting momentum. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wonder what do you think you've done that, ha that successfully gets you clients? Is that, is that a question I don't that know. makes any sense? I, I mean, yes, it okay. is. <laughs> and it's, it's hard because there really isn't any exact science to getting work. No. I mean, because who knows? It's like your clients end up finding you. And that is what I seem to be a common thread a lot among yeah. a lot of illustrators and designers and stuff. When I thought about your work and I think about yeah. uh, everything that you've done, I do feel like you're incredibly prolific mm -hmm. and just all of that <laughs> self what, what does that like, make yes, you laugh? Yeah. yeah. No, I do feel like you have lots of ideas and you put a lot of work out there uh, and it seems like a lot of this self-initiated stuff turns into 
new projects. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's the classic do what you love story. Yeah. I, I mean, if I hadn't, it's kind of like when you like write a book, start a career. You almost have to have the entire career or the entire book written before you go to publish it, mm. before you go to like set out to like start freelance. It's like if you have, you need to have an entire portfolio done before someone's going to hire you. Yes. It's kind of the reason I guess people go to art school. It's the reason people start personal projects. It's like, let me have this thing that I can show people that I can do this. Yeah. Because otherwise, obviously, no one's going to believe you. Yeah. And like You're writing proving a book. it to yeah. them before they take a risk on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like tons of people, like even non-illustrator types are like, you know, you hear you've been published. It doesn't matter if it's a notepad or whatever. And they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, you got to start by like writing it already. It should already be written before you really like start a blog and like write posts and stuff. And yep. Compile your thoughts and then... You can go to a publisher with confidence being like, here it is. I've already written it over the past year. And, uh, you know, it takes time for sure, but um, it's probably time worth spent, I guess. Yeah. Working on those personal projects. And do you, I wonder if like early on when you're doing the chalkboards and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, whether was this, because you had a full-time job, Yeah. right? And you're making all this stuff on the side. Is this stuff on the side? Was that stuff that you were like psyching yourself up to do and you're having to like motivate yourself and stay on track? Or was it just kind of like exploding from you? Like you had to do it and you were just excited about it? It was like I had, it was, uh, you know, I had to do it. I, yeah. I was not feeling the work I was doing at my job. Day job. I was. I guess I was so like, I think back and I complained about it in the past, but now I'm just like, man, I was just so scared (laughs) working in design because it was just not my, you know, not my thing. Cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. So when I got home at my apartment, I was just so jazzed about working with my hands and just like painting and stuff. A lot of the stuff that I was doing along with the chalkboards were just paintings of weird things. But I guess I'm just like drilling down into this thing of like, uh, sometimes I talk to people and they're just like, uh, you know, they got this full-time job. They want to change their situation. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, what are you making? What are you doing? They're like, yeah. I'm not really doing anything else. And, I, mm-hmm. and they're trying to force themselves to, to, to make to stuff to make or something. to want to make mm-hmm. it. And I'm always like, it sounds like you're just like trying to go the wrong way because mm-hmm. the stuff that, it's the stuff that you can't help but make. It's yeah. like the stuff you need to be investing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like, you know, that was just like you were filling your free time with this stuff. Yeah, you it was wanted to like do. I was excited to make it. I was excited to come up with ideas. It's like something that you really have to be psyched about because it's not something that takes a few days. It's not a week. Yeah. It's something that, like I, had, I was making those chalkboards for like three, four years because three or four like, years. Uh, probably more like three. Okay. I was making them when I moved to Portland still. So going to like art shows, you know, selling the goods, paying the rent. This is awesome fun. though because I feel like everybody would have assumed that this was like a three month thing and then you publish the book. and Oh yeah. Like, yeah. But that's what I think people think. 
Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's certainly not the case. I had to, I mean, notepads don't necessarily, I mean, I was grateful for the yeah. notepad paycheck for sure, but, yeah. um, and it helped me really be like, okay, let's make freelance a thing. You have one client, that's good enough, right? <laughs> let's move cross country and yeah. forget about all of our problems. Um, but it really helped more than ever to be like, okay, let's take this seriously. And I didn't have, like, Chronicle was the only one who really noticed these as like a publishing print yeah. kind of opportunity. So, of course, I was still selling on Etsy and making stuff and like a lot of like side projects. I can't even say how many wedding invitations I illustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that the no low one hanging has... fruit that you gotta mm-hmm. do and make some gotta. money. Yeah. You're like, okay. You have the, I think when anybody that follows your work now sees what you're working on, especially from the outside, is going to think it just looks super glamorous and amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. And I feel like they didn't see you going to these craft shows and art shows and mm-hmm. making these chalkboards and how many years of doing that, what it looked like from behind the scenes mm-hmm. and all of that time and energy that's just this natural raw inclination of like, I'm excited about it. I want to make it happen. I'm going to make tons of stuff. And that kind of long-term investment and dedication that it takes to get the ball rolling. Where now I feel like it's almost like too instant. Like everyone shares every single thing all True. the time. Yeah. I mean, there's something to playing the long game. I will yeah, say, I agree. you know, I am very uh, impatient. Mm-hmm. So it's hard if I, got, if I get something. I mean, when I shared my Every Day is Epic journal, I opened up the package and was like, flip, 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 flip. Like, it was like the first time yeah. I was seeing it that I shared <laughs> on Instagram. Balancing what's good for my career to share uh, as a professional with what I think my peers respect and want to oh, see yeah. mm-hmm. is kind of two different things. I feel like probably because I have three kids, I just pick what's good for my career and, and know that some of my buddies or you know extended people in the industry are like, all right, Andy, we get it, you, okay? You yeah, make you stuff, draw. right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, ever think about that? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I was just like, it's funny. I was actually looking through my entire Instagram feed the other day because I'm starting this new studio with my studio mate. And we were like thinking about what our first Instagram post will be. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why is this something I have to think about? Right. That's something I did yeah. in like 2011 yeah. or like 2012. Yeah, yeah. Does that sound right? I think so. And I go back and it's just a picture of my cat. Zero likes. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like flipping through everything and just like, oh, so endless selfies. Like I didn't care. Like I went to a pumpkin patch. I wanted people to know. <laughs> and I was like, I was a really Pumpkin patch being. selfie. Yeah, pumpkin yeah. patch. Like here, like look at the sun behind me. I'm holding a pump. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Clearly. I'm like, man, I can't believe I didn't think twice about posting. <laughs> We're now. Are you kidding? Yeah. I wouldn't share that. Maybe Instagram story. Yeah, so like, Instagram story, anything goes. So like, but yeah, it's just sharing like I, anytime I, like my dog or my cat are looking cute, I want to post it on Instagram so everyone can see. Yeah. But I'm like, no one cares. Yeah. No one. <laughs> but what I would like, I do think people, and I think it's really fun to share, it's just like work in progress stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard for me to share work in progress stuff because it's like, it happens in a 
a, you well, know, the, like yeah, I'm not stopping. Yeah. To take something's a, looking yeah, good. True, I'm just yeah. like, that is the thing about Instagram. I keep, even when I'm with my family or like whatever, like thinking about sharing stuff on Facebook for mm-hmm. my extended family to see or whatever, oh, yeah. I always just feel like in order to like capture this, I have to stop, stop. doing it. I don't want to. No. I want to just enjoy it and do it and never think about sharing it. I do feel like that, that's a weird thing about yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I'm whatever. definitely, I don't like, when I'm around out, I'm not really with my phone. I'm not taking pictures. I don't document stuff very well. Yeah. I'm kind of, I've kind of gone into a transition where I take Instagram super seriously as the number one thing in my career in terms of which (laughs) I know which is a bit crazy but yeah it's my agent (laughs) yeah basically it's like I think it's the most important thing to Mm -hmm. my career uh which is crazy I mean I agree with you and it sounds insane I know do you what what uh do you have any tips or anything people I I I feel like uh it's a weird question but Mm -hmm. I think people will appreciate anything you can share about uh what do you, what, I don't know, what do you think works on Instagram? I mean, what do you like about it? What's hard is that I've just become so increasingly aware of how in, important it's, like my yeah. Instagram posts are yep. that I'm now nervous about everything I post. Right, yeah. Or like I was saying, like last year, two years ago, I wouldn't have thought twice yeah. about like whatever I wanted to share. I yep. wanted to share this weird thing I picked up at an antique store, put that on Instagram. <laughs> um, I did this stupid sketch. Yeah, put it on. on. Now I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not thinking, I'm like, I'm never going to be like, is that on brand? Because forget it. You can't. (laughs) All right? Yeah. But what's a different way of saying that? Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) That feels more comfortable. Yeah, that's uh, good. So it's it's hard because I think it. So I'm like, so now I mostly just post like stuff that I'm just kind of proud of that I worked on recently. Mm-hmm. I like posting like, this is printed. I don't know. What? <laughs> uh. I know. Here's the thing. This is, that's actually why I want to talk about it is because I feel like all of the most important things to your creative career get all of this baggage around them to where we don't want to talk about them mm-hmm. because we're insecure <laughs> about it or like, oh, yeah. what all these things, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so it ends up being like, especially for students or younger people trying to get in, mm-hmm. we don't get to communicate like, this is what actually matters. Yeah. I know it sounds weird, but, um, you know, whether it, it is your brand or whatever, I get all the icky, weird stuff about that. But if you're a professional mm-hmm. using Instagram, there are things you need to think about and it, um, yeah. but it's not always easy to talk about. It kind of, it's just like, I don't, I've never like last year. Maybe even like two years ago, but I would have never been like, oh, I don't overthink whatever I share on Instagram. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my God, I get most traffic from Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I still think there is a, you know, a certain, like you post something to show you're a human being, some yep. of the posts that you're doing some rad work, a post of work in progress stuff to show that you're always doing work. I think that That's those really three awesome. things. You do them in a certain, it doesn't, you don't have to do them like. It doesn't have to be science. It doesn't have to be science, but like those three things all together, your Instagram will look good. Yes. You curate too much, like, no, I don't know. I mean, like where everything needs to look, work in a gradient or something. I mean, right. Who knows? That could be cool too. People do it. It does look cool. Yeah. But 
If you're someone who thinks like overthinking things is uh, too much, like me, yeah. like then you know don't. Yeah. And it's just like just post kind of what feels good and what makes sense to your brand. Let's think of a different <laughs> word from brand, though. Your personality. Your personality. Who you are. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because we're human beings. We're not brands. Yes. But yeah. you know, maybe you are, and that's. I'm fine with that <laughs> yeah. too. What is the recipe for a great side project? I feel like you are great at side projects. What do you mm. think are some of the key things that you like to put into the cauldron when you're making a side project? A side, like an intense, like full-on side project? Yeah, that, like, something has that has a title? Yeah, that has yeah. a title, yeah. I mean, it really needs to be something that, like, okay, if you're thinking of a project and it's like, you're, like, you can think of three ideas off the top of your head, like, that's not enough. Right, okay. that's... <clears throat> It's even funny, like when I was at day 60 with this daily project, I'm like, oh my God, there's, I can't think of a single other idea. Like, I don't know how I'm <laughs> going to get through 40 more days. Yeah. But like, I remember when I was coming up with the idea for the project, I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like go to a flower show together. They're like at the beach together. This will be easy. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> they get more and more ridiculous. But I, th I guess it really just needs to be something that you really enjoy thinking mm -hmm. about yeah. too, you know? It's like, it, you have to be interested in it. You have to really enjoy thinking about it endlessly to the point of exhaustion. Yes. Because, you know, you're gonna overthink every single minute detail where it's like, no, the right word. Like when I was thinking about that word for lounge, like where are they gonna retire to? It's mm -hmm. like, oh, a good, like, you know, feels like you're kind of like a, you got to picture it, blah, blah, blah. Um, it has to kind of resonate with you a lot. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to be doing it for a certain amount of days or even a month, you know, it's, it can become tiresome with, after the first week. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be excited about it. So that's one. That's number one. So that's one. I think that is really great because I think a lot of people start with this has got to be something that other, like trying to please other people, trying to mm -hmm. say, what, like, what do people want? Way, or, maybe. Yeah. Or like, yeah. yeah, an aesthetic or whatever. Whereas mm -hmm. I think a great first rule is it just naturally gets you jazzed. Yes. Yeah. Where like you get an idea, like a lot of the things that I was working on, it was like, okay, you have this little nugget of an idea of um, taking a photo together. You're like, okay, but where's the photo being taken? where what's the backdrop like who's taking the photo is there even a camera in the thing it's like you kind of have to get excited about coming up with the right scenario or whatever it is your project is mm -hmm. coming up with that like thing that's like makes it like ah that just that much more unique yeah um and i, I think the second thing really is style mm -hmm. i think a daily project or a side project whatever um Kind of, it, it really should have, it should feel like a collection. So if you're interested in working in a certain style, then that's something that you, you should really pursue. Yeah. Um, whether it's like limited color palette or, I don't know, really super, super simple. Yeah. Because these kind of things, I mean, I think those are probably the key elements of a 
daily project or something like that because you get into too much detail. It's like suddenly you're spending three hours on this drawing <laughs> and it's like, there's your day every day for the rest of the However, day. Yeah. <laughs> I like so that. Like, so the first one is what get, it's got to get you naturally excited where you have tons of ideas and you're super pumped about it. Uh-huh. And the second one is it's got to have some kind of cohesive aesthetic yes. that you're excited about exploring yeah. for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third, hmm, gotta have three. Yes, definitely. Anytime you're making a point, you gotta have three points attached to it. You don't have three points. It sounds pretty flimsy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, and number three. That can't be a recipe. There's not even three points. (laughs) No, not a recipe. (laughs) Gotta have three. Let's see. Uh, I guess. I guess just. People gotta, it needs to be needed out there. Right, yeah. It needs to be something people wanna see. It needs to be something people will be wanting to read. I like, even if it is diary sort of daily project where it's like you specifically, you would maybe think, who cares about my dear, you know, not yeah. your diary kind of stuff, but like, this is what I did today. Even today if it's I woke up and, yeah. Yeah. I drank coffee today. It's like, okay. You are excited about coffee. Yeah. You can draw it in a style of the like, but nobody gives a shit. Yeah. So, so it doesn't meet all three. What is it about getting coffee that morning that people can relate to? So it needs to be relatable. Mm. There you go. That's, That's the, the three thing. Things. I knew I had it. Yeah, and I actually it. think that that is phenomenal and very true. And I think that you have a great sense of. Uh, Okay, when we're talking about ideas, delivering an idea, an idea usually has inherent value for the audience, mm-hmm. right? right? And I feel like your work is really good at that. That's one of the things that I uh, love about it is that it consistently has value for the audience. And I feel like that is a game changer for a creative professional because lots of creative people that I work with, this is a... This third point is one that is really hard to communicate. It's mm-hmm. hard for them to get in their brain. Like uh, as an example, just so I'm not talking abstract, uh-huh. uh, I would talk to, um, you know, when I was teaching at art school and we were talking about these character designers and they were like, oh, I just wanna, I'm gonna do a pride project where I'm gonna do all the characters for this video game mm-hmm. that I invented and I'm gonna share them and I'm like, no one cares about that. Yeah. Nobody cares right. about this imaginary game. Like the only reason anybody buys the art of books of like Pixar movies is because they loved the yeah, movie. Like, there was like, oh, let me like, what's the story behind yeah. this? Yeah. Something that had clear, innate value for the audience, oh, not boy. just your diary and all, you know, the breakfast you had and whatever, like <laughs> thinking about what, like, is it funny? Is it sad? Yep. Does it move them? Is it, you know, is it, does it speak to something that they oh, didn't who's know? Who's the audience? Yes. yes. Who's looking at this? Who's interested in looking at this? And why? Who would ever hire you to do this? Yes. Absolutely. This and is great. Was so good. It I'm so was proud so of good. Book. I'm glad that I, I pushed you on it. I'm very glad too. I actually wondered if, when you started the animal project, mm-hmm. I wondered if, you were making an active step away from being so lettering heavy. Yeah. And it, you know, and I think this is such an interesting mm-hmm. point is that through the quantity of like, I'm hammering in this direction and showing a, 
a clearly different type of work, putting that out there on a consistent basis from the perspective of someone that follows you. Yeah. I got it. I was like, yeah. oh, I get what you're trying to say. Uh -huh. I get you're trying to do something different. And that's what it takes to beat it over the head of the people that you want to work with. Like, yeah. hey, I'm trying, I want to do something new and this is, and I can prove that this is something that I can mm -hmm. do. Another thing I try to communicate to people is like, you know, having this conviction and this commitment and this thing that you want to do in your work mm -hmm. and push past maybe yeah. not so great feedback or mm -hmm. maybe your followers are like, all right, yeah, we see Got you've done 50 of these or, or I don't like possums or whatever. But I do feel like you pushed in that direction. It has real results because your career has started to change. Yeah, I mean, you really if you really feel like you need a different uh, trajectory in your mm -hmm. career, it's not going to be easy. It, it will be a little scary. It was kind of like, okay, I'm going to be posting stuff on my Instagram that people aren't typical, like aren't it's used not what they're going to gonna expect. I'm yeah. not expecting to see. And seeing the fact that like, oh, something that used to get this amount of likes, you know, something I would post, like work, yeah. whatever, yeah. is now getting a little bit less. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to push through and I'm going to know some people are going to like it. I mean, I find the project to be a success because now I am working on more illustration-y stuff yeah. and there's like people in my illustrations which like before an art director would be like, Why are you can't draw people. people. Yeah. And it's... now it's like, yeah, we want people licking ice cream. I'm just like, oh my God, like, I yes. can't, I, yes. <laughs> when you're talking about the day, you're so many days in and you're like hitting a massive wall, mm -hmm. what good things happened by forcing yourself to come up with so many ideas with these constraints. Like down the road, were there things that ended up happening that wouldn't have happened in your work because of this tight spot that you put yourself in? I mean, I guess it's like, in terms of the work, I'm not sure. I think it's kind of like the ideas got more ridiculous. So mm -hmm. the things I drew got more ridiculous. Like this one was like, I was really struggling for ideas and I guess I was at my mom's house like the weekend before and like her attic is just still filled with all of my school projects from yeah. like 2000 whatever yeah. <laughs> and 2003 stuff like that and like anytime I go to my mom's house we're stepping up in those attic steps you know the ones that you pull down yeah and it's like she's She's got a flashlight, she's heading up there. So my idea was, I forget exactly the story, but it was like, so-and-so and so-and-so are up for an adventure. Yeah. Something like that. But they were going up attic stairs, and it was a mountain goat. Right. I mean, <laughs> you look at that story, I, I don't know what day it is exactly. Yeah. Because at this point, so, you know, several years ago. But it's just kind of funny. Oh, here it is. It's funny. Day 81, right. explorers. Riley and Raoul are fearless explorers. Yeah. And he's holding a little lantern and he's heading up um, the attic That's a good stairs. One. And it's just kind of like being desperate for ideas turns you to more personal experiences and kind of more ridiculous. Yes. And it's like now I think of this, I'm just like, I think of my mom just trying to clear out her poor <laughs> fill to the broom attic. Yeah. And all my worthless oil paintings up there clogging up space. Mm -hmm. And it's great. Like, I look at it and I'm just like, I think it's funny. Yeah, that's awesome. And actually, uh, that I think that that's an amazing thing that happens is when you 
go to the surface level for ideas, just uh-huh. the top shelf stuff. It's like all the obvious things that anybody would have thought of with yeah. these same constraints, but forcing yourself to ideate so far down the road, totally. you end up just having to come up with ridiculous yeah. stuff. To head yeah. into the attic with a lantern yes. for <laughs> <No>. ideas. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. That's it. Whoa. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you so it. much for having This was a blast. And thank you for coming to Philly. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, I, this is a new experience. I've only been here for a few hours, but I'm getting good vibes. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Mary Kate, thank you so much for doing this show. Thanks for all your time and all of your knowledge and just bearing with my very... Uh, intrusive questioning and grilling uh you're such a good sport and you came up with so many uh good tips and uh we are just so happy to have had you on an official episode i hope we get to hang out again soon thanks to everybody listening thanks to yoni wolf and the band y for our theme music thanks to nate utesh and the band metavari for all the other tunes thanks to alex sugg for editing this podcast beautifully um what else who else we gotta thank oh i know you thanks for showing up every week thanks for loving and supporting the podcast Thanks to everybody who's been reviewing the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, please do so. It changes the game. It re- it changes the ranking on iTunes so that more, more people can find the show. So if you've never done it, go on iTunes. Real easy. Write a little review about the show um, on, on the Creative Pep Talk page, and that will turn into big things for Creative Pep Talk. So uh, thanks, guys. Thanks to all of you. Until next week. We're starting a new series that I'm pumped out of my mind about. I was trying to go higher and higher with my voice every second that I continued that. Uh, But I am super pumped about it. And anyway, I'm not going to tell you anything else about it. Just thanks for listening. And until then, stay pepped up.